Hello and welcome to RP Geeks, where we do Dungeons and Dragons and Science, set in the sci-fi world of Braxigantu. Braxigantu. We are four science communicators who love to play D&D and talk about the sci-fi concepts that come up in the game. Before we get to that, we will introduce ourselves very quickly. My name is Sharmini. I use mostly she, her pronouns, and I like talking about science and making videos. Simon. Uh, hello, my name is Simon. I use he, him pronouns. And I too also like talking about science and making videos Ooh. about science. Ooh. Emily Bates. Hi, I'm Emily Bates. I use she, her pronouns too. And I hate talking about science <laughs> and making science videos, but they pay me for it. So I do it all the time. Ali. Oh, my name is Ali. I use he, him pronouns. Uh, and this is awkward because I, I really like making science YouTube videos. Oh, guys, and, I lied. I love it. <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> So that's us. The first section of our show is called the D and D brief. Um, we are debriefing things that have already happened, that haven't happened yet. They have happened previously what? in our campaign, in our yeah. world of. Well, we have the D and D brief. The debrief is first. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's odd, but but we're talking about things that have happened already in the past. Not necessarily. We sometimes do just talk about things that are in the abstract, in terms Look, of like yeah. in our sci-fi world. Quite often, actually, yes. Talking in the abstract today about exciting topics related to our sci-fi D&D campaign is Dr. Simon Clark. Thank you. Um, so I thought that for the D&D, I mean, I, I'm going to be fully transparent with this. Yeah. I've got some notes, not as much as I would normally have, because I got off the, I just got back home about... Uh, an hour and a half ago from a filming trip. Are you saying you procrastinated doing the D&D brief? Until no. None was... of us have ever done that. Not once. I was preparing this on the ferry. I was trying to make do with my like mobile connection and like working on my phone. Um, but I do have some notes, uh, and it is something that I I, I find particularly interesting. <laughs> the notes so are: I... please talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah, it's like the meme. It's like the D and D the DM's here. notes. And it's like you know, you've already worked everything out, and all the DM has is like a post-it note that says "sexy goblin?" Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> Basically, what I've got. Where are all the sexy goblins? I want more sexy goblins. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna join Team okay, Sexy on. Goblin. On I'm with Bates on this. Just uh, you play a sexy goblin in our home game. Well, if you're sexy, it's a bit of a stress. Okay, yeah, maybe not. Okay. <laughs> I mean, can listen can to that voice, though. Oh, oh, Leon. Husky. Leon Grotsky. Um, <laughs> so... Sorry. It's so sad you <laughs> I, used I missed that, that voice character. That's the best voice. <laughs> I need, yeah, I have two modes. It's that or basically Grog. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, I thought that today we could I could relive a very traumatic experience for Yuri on my character and talk mm -hmm. about atmospheric reentry. So, <laughs> um, that is brutal. Uh, yeah, quite brutal. You just but want to recap. See, what what put my family do? in the fucking ground? Uh, quite literally, um, because uh, Martin's Bane was an orbital space station uh, oh. that then crashed through the atmosphere and landed on Braxigantu. Well, most of well bits of it landed on Braxigantu <laughs> because the process of going through the atmosphere is. Um, quite quite violent and it's not particularly good for something unless it is specifically designed to go through the atmosphere so there's obviously a lot of precedent in uh kind of real life space programs and we have both controlled and uncontrolled re-entries to the atmosphere does anyone know off the top of their heads what the largest and i, I mean largest in terms of mass object was that's re-entered the earth's atmosphere do you want a number yeah, give me a, give me a, or no, not a number, just like which object do you think? Which man-made oh. object is the largest that's had to re-enter the atmosphere? Um, what's no, had to come back down? Spaceships for this. I mean, there's not... Uh, the big there's no, thing, nothing, the big... Nothing that big, right? Right, it's the, the space The big fuel shuttle? tank from the space shuttle? 
So the fuel tank is ejected before. So there's there's two components to the space shuttle that gets that get ejected. There's a big orange tank, which is um, uh, fuel that gets ejected second, you know, after the solid rocket boosters get ejected. But they're both before re-entry. But the so shuttle the, itself coming back in? So yeah, the, the space shuttle itself was the second largest object that's oh. ever come back through the atmosphere. That's the largest that's been planned. Well, no, was, it's planned was, to return and be say, okay. Did something is it, is it, isn't it, is it that, it's that Chinese space station, right? What? Not Chinese, but it was Mir. Oh, it was the Mir, Russian sorry. Yes, 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 yes. So Mir had a, uh, has a mass of 120 tonnes. Ooh. Like it was quite big. The space shuttle is about 100 tons. Just it's a little bit less. Um, so you know, Mir technically wins out, but Mir, of course, wasn't designed to re-enter the atmosphere. What, what so happened? after a long life of going around the planet, I don't even know how many orbits it did. Ali came along and was like, "I'm going to DM all over this." And... <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who that was, <laughs> if it was anyone at all. Um, and uh, you know, crashed with the atmosphere and landed in the Pacific, but it broke up uh, on re-entry because when something enters the atmosphere, it basically goes down. Uh, normally, I think of an atmospheric scientist as the atmosphere starts with the troposphere, and then you've got the stratosphere, and the mesosphere, and the thermosphere, and you go up. Whereas it's re-entering from the top down, so it's going through the ex exosphere first, where not very much happens because there's not very much stuff up there. Uh, then it hits the thermosphere, where it definitely starts to slow down a bit. But the thermosphere Hang on, is, is also... thermosphere. Is that where it's something? Just what is that? That's where. So that's the part of the your book where to the, hand. Yeah, this is normally uh, where I'd be like yes, right here. Uh, the <laughs> thermosphere is the part of the atmosphere that the International Space Station orbits in. So it starts at about uh, oh gosh, off the top of my head, I think it's about eighty kilometers up, and I think it stops at about six hundred. Um, oh, so it's it's is big, it but there's not very thermosphere much for a reason because it's very hot. But it's the part of the atmosphere where te the concept of temperature starts to break down because temperature is just an average of the kinetic energy of molecules, is, and there aren't very many molecules is, left. Is there like an atmospheric scientist chat line that's like, "Are you the thermosphere? Because you're really hot." Well, if there is one, it's are you? Uh, I am like the mesosphere because nobody fucking cares about me. Oh uh, no! Nobody that's, cares about the mesosphere. That's but, a chat up line. That's a yeah, bad I'm, chat up line. I'm married. Um, the one. The one thing that see. the mesosphere has going for it <laughs> is that it's where a lot of atmospheric drag takes place for things that are re-entering the atmosphere. So it's where meteors burn up, and it's where a lot of the breaking of atmosphere, uh, spacecraft and things like that occur. What's it like if you're something traveling through the thermosphere and you hit the boundary of the mesosphere? Is it like hitting, mm. you know, the ocean or something? Or is yeah, it, is, no, is, so is there like a boundary or is it like a bit... Does it feel like you've just smashed it fade in? No, it's it's very much a oh gosh, the, uh, from the, off the top of my head, I think the top of the mesosphere is where there are too few molecules of air for it to behave as a gas for you to, for you to be able to effectively model it as a gas. So it's quite an ideal, like it's an idealized boundary. It's not like oh. a physical thing. So it is like a fate, like an ombre. Yeah. No. Um. So there's this idea that if you re-enter the atmosphere at the wrong angle, that somehow you'll skip off of it, like like off of a pond, which doesn't actually happen like the oh. idea is that you would Boom. pass through a bit of the atmosphere you'd break a bit but oh. then you would carry on and you end up in this elliptical orbit around the earth that you'd eventually decay if people have paid Kerbal space program like if you miss the atmosphere you just go around a couple of times and eventually you re-enter mm. but the like it is you do have to be quite precise in terms of where you're aiming for so the figure i got the figure for apollo 13 so hang on wait where you're aiming for just planet. to get into the mesosphere. Yeah. So if, if you no no no. So if you want to try and re-enter the atmosphere as a, as a spacecraft, there is a narrow corridor where if you come in steeper than this angle, you will burn up because you don't have enough shielding and you'll be, you'll experience too many g forces as a human. So you just 
die on re-entry. But equally, if you go too shallow, then you don't pass through enough atmosphere to break and you just skip out and you enter this elliptical orbit. What, and it's what? quite a narrow corridor. So oh. Apollo 13 um, had to approach an, an in angle of inclination. So if you imagine this is the angle above a tangent to the atmosphere of between 5.3 and 7.7 .7 degrees. So the equivalent, if I remember this stat correctly, if you imagine that the Earth is the size of a basketball and the moon is the size of a softball, if you place them 15 feet apart, that's What's roughly to scale. You know, like a bit bigger than like a... um. You ever played softball? It's like American version of rounders. Okay. What? It's American. Why would we have played it? Oh, I mean, I played it's it in school. British, you know? It's a bit bigger than a tennis ball. Let's say, let's okay, say yeah, for the like sake of argument, tennis ball. So like, you've got a... Like a... Oh, like a softball. Yeah, like a softball. So they're 15 feet apart. That's roughly the scale of the system we're dealing with. Okay. 15 like feet a pomegranate. Okay. Okay. There's, there's yes, like a pomegranate. Like a pomegranate. Like a pomegranate. Like a pomegranate. Like a British pomegranate. It's like a spotted dick. Or, or no, a sticky toffee it. pudding. Fucking love Oh yes, so like a sort of good. well, like one of those packaged sticky toffee puddings that you put in the right. microwave. So you take a basketball <laughs> and you take a packaged sticky toffee pudding and you put this. it fifteen feet away. That's <laughs> roughly the size of the moon. Okay. Then I could see that. The okay. Apollo astronauts had to aim for a corridor of reentry that was the same thickness as a piece of A4 paper. Oh, that's like, huge. No, that seems big. <laughs> The, as in the no, thickness. no, I know, I know, I know. Not the not the width oh, or the length, thickness. but the thickness of a piece of A4 yeah, paper. Yeah, but you know, like how how thick is a human being in that model? Yeah, but you're still pointing at it from 15 feet away if you're doing an, a, a, a lunar reentry. Oh, oh, but fell over nothing. I just, goes to gym I level just suddenly realised that. Like so if you're on the moon it. and you've got to hit it at that angle, does that mean? You know, you can't just go straight to the middle. You've got to hit. You've got. You basically, you've got to hit it at the right point. For you've got to hit it, it at the right angle off the atmosphere. Apollo thirteen did have a problem uh, because, for people that don't know, Apollo thirteen was the Apollo mission that didn't land on the moon. They had to abort and they had to try and come back to Earth. Hmm. When they tried to re-enter, they found that they were coming in at the wrong angle. And one of the reasons for that was because they didn't have hundreds of kilos of rocks that they were taking from the surface, and that was causing them to shallow. So they had to do a correction burn on the way. Yeah. Um, They'd already gotten their rocks off. So they couldn't. <laughs> God's sakes! We left the unprofessionalism behind. In the bit just for Twitch. I've been trying not to giggle at re-entry and getting the angle right and all of this, and then Ali did you go? debrief for me. I thought that we were above this. It's fine. <laughs> did you? Did you really? You anyway, only the... thought that because you're the one talking. <laughs> if it was true, if it was this is true. Else, am... Me and you would have been sending <laughs> messages to each other, being like. <laughs> 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 you know it. Well, great. Is that no, literally all those messages ever say? They yeah. say, there's a lot of like, lol. I don't uh, get it. It'd be like, calm, lol. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what they say. Our chat history um, is horrendous. So, where I was going with this was we've got the the the, the basketball and the, the sticky toffee pudding. The point is, you are re entering the atmosphere in a very tight window because you are re entering incredibly quickly. If you're going up, stop it, children. You're coming in hard, is what I'm saying. You're gonna be you're gonna be re-entering tens of kilometers per second. Like orbital speeds are no joke. Um, so you you know if you enter re-enter too fast, then you're gonna have problems. And specifically, you have um, adiabatic compression. So Wait, the reason sorry, are you, are you, do you have to slow down. So is this why you might skip off the top? No, no, no. So this is the the, the the skipping off would be because you don't break enough, and you break a little bit, but you you enter into this orbit around the Earth that would eventually. The atmosphere okay. is what's slowing you down, right? So the reason you have to yeah. hit this atmosphere is so that you slow down enough. 
Yes. That's so, um, and right. Two... So if you, if you, sorry, can I just, the skipping thing, is that because you don't slow down enough? So you're basically just whiz all the way past the earth and you're like, oh, yeah. I just missed the earth. Oh. You missed the earth and you specifically missed the earth while still passing through the atmosphere and like losing a little bit of your kinetic energy. And that means that but you, you didn't lose enough. Place. Got yeah. it. Whereas if you come into steep, then you uh, yeah you you undergo two processes you have adiabatic compression and you have friction. I'm really sorry can I just can I just ask another question I'm sure. really sorry Dr Simon Daddy um it's the Daddy no Simon. we're having less of that we need to replace that twitch clip <laughs> Daddy Simon so is it like so is it basically all a kinetic energy exercise it's like look you've got a load of kinetic energy you need to land on the earth with no kinetic energy or at least very little kinetic energy so it's all about getting rid of your kinetic energy, but not getting rid of it so quickly that you just liquidize under the G-forces. Pretty much, yeah. Because yeah. because you've got, well, there are G-forces where if you slam into the atmosphere, because here's the, because the, because the atmosphere gets exponentially denser the closer you get to the surface, that means that in practical terms, if you're entering at that kind of speed, you hit the stratosphere normally, and that's when your speed just tanks. Like you just start plowing into so many more molecules. And I did this video a little while back about could you cook a potato by dropping it from the top of the atmosphere or having it yeeting it from the top of the atmosphere. Yeet. And you you found that the speed of it was like pretty constant until it hit basically the top of the stratosphere and then it just dropped off a cliff and if you come in at tens of kilometers per second really quickly that dropping off a cliff is way too fast it would kill any human um but so and the reason that happens is because of friction with the air the other process that happens is this this adiabatic compression which is to say the spacecraft is moving so quickly it compresses the air in front of it and it compresses it so quickly that there's no opportunity for heat transfer with the surroundings which means that it heats up and okay. so that's why you get these oh, re-entry cool fireballs uh, and you know you're looking yeah. you're looking at thousands of degrees kelvin or celsius it doesn't matter um, does that mean that the difference between the front end and the back end of whatever's traveling through the atmosphere is massive absolutely massive mm -hmm. and it's why you get these really these very complicated heat shield technologies that allow you to do it safely so there are basically two ways that you can deal with it you have the most common one is an ablative heat shield the idea is that you um i mean the specific material here is a plastic resin um that you put on the front and as it heats up it kind of gets eroded away and the idea is you're sort of wicking the um, the energy away that you're building up the other thing you can do is a, a thermal soak thermal soak heat shield uh which basically absorbs the uh energy and then radiates the heat away from the rest of the spacecraft so that's what they did on the space shuttle the ceramic tiles they had would absorb the heat and then re-emit it right. rather than having the, the the tiles being stripped away as it re-entered does that mean that it would be so presumably if you're if you're absorbing it at the front you've got to re-emit it somewhere else because it's not going to get re-emitted back onto the front is it so you uh, you sort of re-emit it out the back or or the bottom or something I am not sure about the answer to that. I believe that uh, that they would just store it and they have a very high heat capacity. So you take in lots and lots of energy for it to raise the temperature mm. and then it would re-emit it, but sort of in every kind of direction. Would but I think the actual window of re-entry where you have to worry about this stuff is of the order of a couple of minutes. So you still have plenty of time afterwards then to radiate that heat back into the rest of the atmosphere. You right, know, so once you pass that through that initial bit, you've still got another couple of minutes of dropping before... Yeah. down or whatever and another you know interesting... in films when the, whenever you hit <laughs> right whenever you yeah, hit the atmosphere it goes it's like silent 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 silent, silent boom yeah. yeah does it do would it make that noise uh, you wouldn't get like a boom but it would be like a quite a rapid like 
kind of like build up of, of of sound most likely and you'd see and you and you do see it in re-entry videos of the flames licking past yeah, the windows yeah. like i can only imagine how stressful it is but I the other thing is mind. that the oxygen in the air just spontaneously combusting um i don't know uh, actually wait, That's no, how does that work? no it's got to have fuel right so it's got to have something to well to i light. imagine it's I imagine it's probably the stuff that's on the outside bursting yeah. into flames yeah because you've got to have something to catch light oxygen doesn't What's catch on light on the outside yes. of the well, I think Isn't it just, it's that's resin. the stuff that's coming off, right? No, because it's air itself. When you heat air, it's something about the air itself, the heating of the air, which releases the different colours of flame, right? Yeah, well, I was going to... There's there's sort of a thing you could talk about here in terms of, like, if you were watching something re-enter, you can kind of tell what it is based on the colours that it produces. So oh, spacecraft make oh. different colours than meteorites. Like, spacecrafts often uh, give off things like uh, blues and greens because of the copper and oh, aluminium pretty. that you find in spacecraft. Because there, oh. there was... I was involved in a TV show a little while ago where there was a, a, a clip that we had to try and explain of what was... They were like, is this a meteor or is this a spacecraft? And they said it was a meteor, and I was like, no, it's not. Like... I can guarantee you <laughs> yeah, that's a spacecraft <laughs> because, like, look at look at the speed that it's going at because it's going way too slow for, for it to be uh, something that's come from outside the solar system, and the colors are all wrong. And they went away and asked. Uh, it was either ESA or NASA, and they were like, "Yeah, we need to refilm that because it's not a meteor." Uh, <laughs> you were right, which is pretty gratifying. Yeah, um, good job. Nice. But, but the other thing, like a, a thing that I feel like there are two. Just to wrap round this up, there are two things that I find particularly interesting. One is something that often gets missed is that you are i believe creating in that process of re-entry we have that fireball it's basically like a small amount of plasma that you're because you're disassociating the, the gas right you're, you're you're rendering it into a really really hot plasma and that means that you have a communications blackout because um there's there's a property of plasmas that you can't put electromagnetic radiation beyond certain wavelengths through it like it just gets you're absorbed. serious yeah there's they a whole act I, as like a that's how fucking that's awesome. And it's like a filter. You get the, depending on the temperature of the plasma, it, it, that's the, the there's like a wavelength cutoff. I remember so doing plasma, this in my undergrad. The plasma itself fucks with the electromagnetic field well, itself. If you think about what plasma is, it's just a bunch of charges. Like it's just really hot bunch of charges that are all intermingled. And electromagnetic wave is some is in simple terms something to do with charges and how they move. Oh, so, it's, so, right. so it's sorry. So they're generating all these fields. Like you know, there's, there's an absolute chaos of, of electromagnetic radiation within that plasma so trying to put a signal through and expect it to come out the other end is not going to work unless it's I, I can't remember if it's a high pass or a low pass filter someone will tell me in the comments i'm sure <laughs> is it is this the same reason as when the universe was created there's a period before which we could never see because electromagnetic radiation couldn't pass through I believe so. I think that's yeah. right. There's what the period of first light, which universe. is like yes. how many millions of years after first when the universe had cooled down enough. Then, yeah. um, I've yeah, never that's... heard that. The, hot, the, the description of the universe is a hot plasma mess. That's amazing. It's just a hot mess. And now it's <laughs> still a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> are you the um... universe? Because you're a hot mess. <laughs> Getting <laughs> actually... I'm sorry. Are you the early <laughs> universe? Because you're a hot mess. That'll do. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of the last thing I wanted to mention was uh, speaking of hot plasma messes, actually, uh, was a, a lot of this info because I looked this up for the potato video and I was I was looking for a lot of technical documentation. A lot of our knowledge of this comes from um, ICBMs, so like intercontinental missiles, 
they had to design the nose cones of those such that they would re-enter, do so in one piece, and still stay on target. Oh, how depressing. So a lot of our non- <laughs> what's be, but that that's oh. like a lot of atmospheric science is like we only know a lot about parts of the atmosphere because people were so interested in trying to trace radioactive fallout from nuclear tests. They wanted to know, you know, if we're picking up certain isotopes mm. of stuff, where has it come from? And so we have to be able to model atmospheric currents and the particularly like the structure higher up in the atmosphere. And so like there is this this history of sort of uh, things like nuclear weapon tech um, advancing science in really unexpected ways. Not saying yeah. it's worth it, but you know it's 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 something that's just sort of in mean, interesting to note. There's a lot of bad science, a lot of bad things that led to some very interesting science. But uh, yeah, I was talking about that on my talk this weekend about colonialism. Uh, <laughs> Kind of all of modern That's science. Simon Clark, why colonialism? Why it turned out <laughs> wasn't a really great idea, uh, but we did get some good data out of it. It's just that we never talk about where that data came from. Yes, amazing, dark. Right on that cheery note. <laughs> but yes, atmospheric reentry. Martin's Bain didn't make it through because it didn't. It wasn't designed to go through the to atmosphere. It, if, you yeah. want, if you want to, something to survive atmospheric reentry. Uh, you're going to have to be very specialised in how you put it together. I mean, that's one thing that I guess we should talk, because Infinity did do that. Well, oh, in theory... She'll if hairdo. Marge Simpson hairdo. If you just did it slowly enough, if you just did like a very slow controlled burn, I guess, oh, it'd be very it. inefficient, yeah. but if you've got a lot of energy, you could just be like, She's... match the rotation of the planet and then just fall and... Oh, okay. We'll yeah. go with that. Okay. So why, why do things actually break up on re-entry then? Oh, you know how it is. People draw, you know, big get new interest they, they... is it because they is it is it because you heat different bits that shouldn't be heated and they just sort of warp and yeah. rip apart yeah or it's, is it's it because weaker joints right yeah there's a great example of it in the movie gravity when you see the international space station actually no no it's the chinese station in that film um re-enter and you can see just like the solar that's panels right. get shredded very quickly that's and then right. you see stuff it like the chinese but is that just right. is that just the heat which is shredding it not the but, kind but of it's force also the of the air it's, it's also the it's a mixture the two i think it'd be mostly the force i would guess yeah, i think if we chuck you through the atmosphere anna you'd break up a little bit too oh, no. <laughs> oh my god sorry i just think it's true <laughs> oh no he's done a surface and i hate it Ali, i'm sorry i love you Ali, <laughs> no one's gonna chuck you out of the atmosphere we're not going to. like you We're do. not going to do to uriel's home you did it to uriel's home we wouldn't no, do that Ali, to you we won't. Ali, come he's gone, he's gone. Come back. we've lost him oh, oh. no daddy ali please <laughs> no it doesn't help that doesn't help dally Dally, um, please come back. We're going to see if we can get the DM back because here's the Fate Weaver for our campaign, which we're just about to start after the break. Please uh, hang around and we'll see you in about five minutes. Welcome back. Now comes the excitement of That's the what Dungeons she said. and Dragons. What? <laughs> Ali just did one of those before we came on. I felt like I had yeah, to jump Ali. on it. It was definitely Ali that did it and not me. <laughs> 100%. Nonsense. That's what happened. Concentrating like too hard. Like, you blame for stuff. This is the part of the show where we take things seriously because mm. our campaign, things mm. are happening in our campaign. We're going to tell you quickly. It's a serious campaign. The characters that we're playing uh, before we dive in. Just to give you a little recap. I am playing Tenebris. Tenebris mechanically um, is a drow, level seven, aberrant mind, sorcerer. Um, I've talked lots about the cool colony and how the powers of mind work, um, and it's very awesome. Emily. Hello. I play Infinite Sky 6000, serial number 8691972 pmgb 1530 ml I nearly ran out of breath. 
but that's her serial number. She's a mechanically a wood elf druid, but in our game, she is a terraforming robot, a druid, if you will. Simon. Hello, I play Uriel, uh, and they are mechanically a dwarf monk, and in our universe, also mechanical, uh, because they are a mechanically enhanced human, uh, transcending from the weak biological flesh to the certainty of steel, and is in a little bit of a bad place after being at the spiky end of an encounter last episode, at the hands of our fate weaver, Ali Jennings. I was simply describing what was happening I am the DM, but <laughs> obviously you must call me Fate Weaver. Fate Weaver. I don't know if you could hear that. Let me say that again. But just roll the film! I drink you! Roll. I'm rolling the film! I'm rolling the film! <laughs> it was a fake out! It was a fake out! <laughs> So, where were we? The party are searching the wreckage of the Martins Bane space station. This is a cavernous orbital ship that has crashed into the sprawling city of Gunker. They are investigating the source of the mysterious energy surges that have been radiating out from the city. We find our three heroes in a frigate a long dagger-like black ship suspended between two sides of a huge cylindrical central core of this crashed space station having just encountered a gang of what seemed to be scavengers they made short work of them and after having suffered some light to medium blows damage light to they medium come out the other blows side. light <laughs> to medium blows or damage and now we find them stood surrounded by the bodies of uh, these black clad figures who they were uh, who are unfortunate enough to meet our party they are searching deep inside this space station for something that one of the party knows about Uriel you three what would you like to do? We should see if they found anything. We should we should search their bodies. What what have they found that we would want? Uh, Roll investigation checks. Anyone who wants to have a look. I would like to. Yeet. Grief, come on, Muriel. Around good, you, you hear the dripping An of eight. oil. I'm just, I'm just going to nervously just see like looking around for more trouble. That's twenty-two. Um. Uriel, you're still too overcome with whatever this emotion is. You can't accept it, but you still, it's playing hell with you. Uh, Infinity, you search among the bodies. Um, you find some cards, some sort of chips, which you think might contain money if you uh, were to investigate them further. Um, you also find uh, one weapon, so one of the rifles that you saw um, one of these people carry uh, which equates to a crossbow so a short crossbow um but that's it not a great okay. deal on them I'll, I'll i'll would anyone like this rifle i'm not uh, sure it's any use to me but i've already got one tenebris it might be helpful even just to hold as like a 
and they'll look scary. Right. Yes, okay, right. I'll hold it and I'll look scary, okay. Right, and um, I mean, they're dead. They don't need their money anymore, right? I don't really, really have my own yet, so maybe I should take this. Sure. Okay. <laughs> and I'll take the I'll take the cards. I think at this point, presumably, we've got like a Rolodex of the cards of people that we've killed, basically. Like, trying all the cards to see what's left on all of them. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like when you've got vouchers and you're just like, you just add yeah. another one, this one, and this one. Uriel, <laughs> um, can you tell me what buttons I should not press on this rifle? Like, if I... I don't, uh, right. Otherwise, I might shoot you. Okay, basic, the basic thing is you, you, you point the thin end at what you don't like I, I and, and then the, the, the little stick bit at the bottom that's like a really primitive like mechanical trigger. So you That's just... the only thing I should not touch. You're so knowledgeable, yep. Uriel. <laughs> is there a way to like it's turn a stick, it off? I, I've, I've never used one of these, but like other people that I've known have used them and that's all I know. It's a little stick thing at the bottom. Is there a way don't... to like make it so that the stick thing won't accidentally move? You a know? safety. A safety um, what? Oh, it's just called a safety in my databank. Is there one of them? I, f I think just maybe just don't put your finger oh. on the stick. Put okay. your finger like near the stick. They might okay. I'll try and look threatening. While and don't, and don't check the if there's anything stuck in it by looking into it. That's dangerous. I've, oh I, my gosh. It says so. Tenebris is like holding this thing like it's like a tiger. Just like, <laughs> it's like a tiger. <laughs> yes, tigers are very dangerous. Oh my god! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Why am I holding it? Oh no, run away! I'm delicate. <laughs> Right, um, we should we should keep going and stop screaming about tigers. Oh, yeah. Also, we should what's, sneak. What's a tiger? What? Okay. I'll show you. Well, no. <laughs> While you're doing that, all three of you roll me a stealth check oh, as you creep don't know down this long metal tunnel. That one. Oh, yeah, no. Mine was bad. Really? Two, uh, ten. Fourteen. <laughs> oh, no. Fourteen, ten, and that one. You feel pretty confident that you're going to be stealthy as you move yeah, down. Real, I'm feeling good about it, you know. Moving, jangling the Uriel. rows of like tools that are just like the kids in Jurassic Park in the kitchen, just <laughs> knocking ladles <laughs> off. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> you move down this long, darkened corridor. It seems to go on for minutes and minutes, almost hours. You don't know how long you've walked. It's almost pitch black in here, or you get a slight motes of light coming in through the holes in the hull. You progress, walking down this walkway. Eventually, you come to a large chamber. In it, you see uh, a massive um, piece of equipment. Uriel, looking at it, you immediately recognize it for an engine. Um, something that ships that normally stay within solar systems might use. You've worked on engines like this. You've maintained them before. The whole back of this engine room has been torn away as the ship seems to have just crashed and slid along the inner side of the Martin Space Station. So it's torn away. Um, and you can see the now vertical um, concave surface of the station in front of you. As it's been torn away, it started to fall apart and break, and you realize that the ship itself is held in there. But in order to reach the surf, the inner surface of the Martin's Bane space station, where you see the entrance point that you're looking to reach, you'll have to traverse torn away bits of this frigate 
you'll have to traverse uh, walkways that seem to be shattered and partially broken. And you can see that it all looks unstable and difficult. How far is it? Like, what, what vaguely, what kind of distance are we talking about? The entrance to the site, the, the, the circular portal that will take you out of the main cavern of Martin's Bane and towards your destination, Uriel, um, is 100 feet away. 100 feet? Through this mess and of cabling and um, what looks like metal bars. And if we fall, we fall out of the spaceship down to the... You look down and beneath you, you see dead drop. And it's at least 200 meters before you even start to hit the side, the inside of the ship. My jump distance isn't 50 feet, is it? No, it wouldn't be. I have... Mm, I have something I can do if everything goes very wrong. I mean, it feels like it's kind of gone very wrong at this point. N no, if we try and cross and that fails. Then what will you do? I can... Well, I can create a plant that will help. <laughs> It's very scientific, you see. Um, <laughs> I will very rapidly grow a vine. <laughs> a giant beanstalk, um, if you that will. That I might be, yeah, in, in, something like that, yes. Um, that will, might be able to save us. So, so if we fall, it seems dangerous. can catch us, right? All of us? Or will we die? More one. <laughs> one I, of us? Well, if I well, fall... No, I could continuously help people for a while with this plant, but... Um, Yes, if I fall, I could, I could probably put some extra battery into my leg servos, and I could probably absorb some of the fall damage. But no, it's I... okay. I can. Oh my gosh. Um, so how? Sorry, how far do we need to travel on it? One hundred feet 100 away. Feet. Feet. So it was very strange that we never adopted the metric system, despite being a space-bearing civilization. It is strange, isn't it? But it's almost like there's a set of rules that we should follow, and it's just lots easier if we just say everything in feet, so that when we all reference our rules, we we can. Get them right. Is it my feet? Is it Tenebris' feet? Tenebris is like a size five. Yes. Yeah, five true. of what? I actually don't know. It's like five <laughs> barleycorns wide. What's a barleycorn? Basically, you, you always you like reference <laughs> Uriel's rope uh, belt as your measure of distance. You have no other reference point. And that has <laughs> oh, it's a belt away. A belt. Oh, one belt. I understand. Um, oh, we do have the belt. Let us not forget oh, it's the like, belt. It's like Uriel, 25 belts from belt here. Off. It's going to take ages to get there. <laughs> Um, yeah, but if it's a hundred feet, then your, your we can't tie a knot in it. No, but we can tie to each other. And then if one of us falls, we well, can... we did do this before. Yeah. Yeah. Uriel's gonna how, look down. How did that go for us? It was fine. It was that. That, that was wasn't the one fine. that went wrong. Okay. <laughs> it was when I was a panther that everything went badly. Okay. Yeah, Euro's gonna look down, look up at the side, look at each of you, sigh, take the belt off. Yeah. <laughs> Infinity averts her eyes. <laughs> Belts for the rescue as well. Again, we should all get belts, really. This says uh, there's no breeze in here. It's it's that's the great thing about Martin's Bane. It's like the, the climate is kept very static. There's no. Oh, it's very lovely. It's all chaotic down here. And it's what a beautiful place. I'm gonna draw craft a little <laughs> like puff of wind just to make Uriel's like oh, he's, he's, Uriel freak out that there's. Uriel is absolutely there. gonna Marilyn Monroe that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ah, oh, if I still was making custom thumbnails, that would absolutely be one. 
Um, uh, Infinity right. and Tenebris stand there uh, like Jack Lemon and oh, I can't remember the other actor's name. Is it um, Gentleman Fred Blondes? Is that that film? No, it's, uh, it's Some Like It Hot. Seven Year Itch. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no, Some, some Like It Hot. hot. Yeah. Some like it hot. Mm. But uh, yeah, tidy is around yourself. At least we can, like, you know, if one of us falls, we can do something about it. Right. Mm. But can you please, the next time that we are near a belt shop, please get a belt. Yes, we did talk about doing that. <laughs> just we didn't, or just you know, a rope would be would be normal a normal thing for adventurers to have. Adventurers, why would I call us that? How strange. We're archaeologists, <laughs> right? Shall we? <laughs> um, oh wait, hang on. Um, Tenebris, um, yes. <laughs> touch her on the shoulder. I really do believe in you, and I'll cast guidance. <laughs> you get a D four. You believe in my climbing skills? I do. I think basis. I think you'll be a lot better than you were last time that we okay. did any climbing because you've had nice. practice now. It makes sense. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And you know what? Sometimes yeah. just the the kind words of a good friend can make you better at things. <laughs> guidance. Actually, you know, once when I was little, I fell off this whole cliff and I was in this really? cave. And that's actually like, yeah, that's actually when I met my friends. Um, so I guess if oh. I hadn't been bad at climbing, I wouldn't have met them. Oh, we should tell that story sometime. Maybe, maybe not now, but <laughs> maybe later. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, hang on. Uh, 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 I, I, While Uriel so. is having this moment, before <laughs> you all attempt to do what you're going to do. So this is a this is a complex area. And it's full of intersecting um, little bars, intersecting um, sort of like broken off walkways um, and various kind of wires and cables hanging down. So it's there are different ways of approaching it. So before you go, have a think about how you would like to approach it. What looks the safest? So you'll, you'll get, mechanically, you'll get a check that you can make to do this. And the check that you make will depend on how you approach the problem. Feel free yeah. to have a look around and sort of yeah. you know, interrogate the situation if you want. I'm I'm going to be going for balancing and very, very careful treading and like just slow, steady, careful, like not not make, making any sudden moves. <laughs> the ground doesn't get me. Yeah. So Nebris, you can see that the entrance that you're aiming for is some way beneath you. Oh, and okay. you could see that by balancing your way and hopping and jumping at key moments, you might be able to nimbly balance hop your way down to where you're headed. Yeah. Get close to it at least. I don't want to go first though. I don't want to go far. I, I look I'll, around at the others like, who's I'll going go, to go, I'll go first? first? Okay. Go. Wait, um, hang on. If we're all tied together, that means that we all have to go the same route, right? Um, we have to not be. Close. No, we just have to be within, you know, less than 100, you know, 80 feet of each other at all. I think times. it's 50 feet. So I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. but, but I would like to sort of investigate, like, what is what looks solid, and then step on that, and then like do a scan, and you know, and just maybe. Wait oh yes, finish. And I'll go first and try and like incredible look with my machine eyes and try and work out oh that bit looks a lot more solid that one's lost a, a link so we here we should do this and here we should swing on this rope and is there any particular yeah. talent that infinity has which could do this or are you just going to go for investigation straight? <laughs> just straight for. investigation I've, i don't think i've got anything i can help with on that all right great roll an investigation check yeah. Oh, oh, that's good. 23. 
the 23, um, you scope out what you what looks to you to be the main access routes to the engine room. So looking around at the design of the engine room, you see where the major supportive struts would be, things which to you would seem like they would take a lot of weight and would be difficult to break. You add that together with what looks like the remains of the engine itself using the outer casing, which you assume would also be very hard, and you plot a route down uh, towards the door. Um, and with that roll, if you want to start going, you can make your way down in that direction. Begin my way. And because the rest of you are following um, Infinity, and this was such a high roll, you guys can roll with advantage with what you want to do next. I will go in the middle. Please. Yuriel? You're already attached in the middle, so that's a good idea. Okay, good, good. Yeah, good. roll a dexterity check. Not acrobatics, just dexterity. It's the same. Acrobatics, yeah. You can roll acrobatics. It's the same. 18. 18. Um, Remember, you've got guidance. 18 without the guidance. Yeah. A hop and a skip. You start moving alongside the path that Infinity takes. You can see that while she's putting a very careful course using handholds that you can't quite see you can use parts of them and at the same time your natural <laughs> grace to jump from side to side and as long as you keep moving you think you'll be all right infinity you're progressing further and further you're getting closer and closer to the door you can just start to see around the edge of it into the darkness of this cavern tenebris you're behind her uriel it's now or never you have to go uriel is it's for uriel this is like being in a place that they're very familiar with but it being upside down and there mm. are new rules that they are not familiar yeah. with so it's a little uncagey about the whole thing, but it's going to follow in Tenebris's handhold and footholds. Um, and so nice. are you... In your well, attempt it, to... well, yes, sorry, it's going via... The same route, yeah. Yeah, the same route is what Got I mean. it. Okay, roll another dexterity check. Was this with advantage, did you say? Yes, it is. Okay. That is an 18... You follow Tenebris. As you are all approaching this doorway, Tenebris, your headache has come back. After this brief moment of respite that you felt, it's come back almost with a vengeance. And as you are concentrating, for a second, your foot slips. And you release control, this tightly held control you've had over your friends, and you feel your mind suddenly unlock. You now cast the spell uh, Detect Thoughts, and it will go to the nearest person to you. Who is it? Yuriel, um, I guess, because you're following my path. Images, shapes, sounds flash into your head. Yuri, what does she see? Is Remember, these are surface thoughts. Are they, is this visible? Like, is this something that Yuri would see flash out from from Tenebris? No. You you don't see this happen. Right. Um, Yuri's surface level thoughts right now are: don't fall, don't look down, don't look down, don't fall. Oh, I'm really hurt from earlier. That's fine. Don't look weak. Don't look weak in front of Infinity. She can't know. Okay. 
Right. Tenebris. Keep holding. You, as this is happening, you hear this voice in your head. You're concentrating. You hear it, and you can't stop the urge to look deeper. Uriel, roll a wisdom saving throw. Go! I love this so oh, much. <laughs> Uh, wisdom saving throw. That is a ten. That does not pass. Uriel, <laughs> what is under your surface thoughts? You lost it earlier. You cannot lose it. This is not the time. This is not the place. You cannot get emotional for them. This is not right. This is not the way you do things. Come on, Uriel, get it together. You cannot what be emotional. Images? What images does Tenebris see? Uh, like a red tinted zoomed in on the person the, or the people that attacked them just recently. Like an, ang an anger tinted vision of that. And a retinal flash of the of, of Martin's Bane hitting Gunker. And that's seared on the, like an after image on, on his, his vision. Um, and that perspective from space of seeing everything come crashing down and come falling through the atmosphere. Tenebris, you receive all of this. It catches your breath. And then, like that, it's gone. Can I Can I check? Because I, I we discussed this earlier, but I can't remember. Um, when that happens, it does use up one of my spell, spell slots, right? Mm -hmm. Does it? How much do you want to do? How much do you want to have it stick to the rules of the spell? Like, so for example, in this case, like the fact that um, it does, so it would stick to the stick to the, the letter of the rules. Apart so from at the this fact point, that in this case, it wasn't like visible that I was casting. Or yeah. Use up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's the only. That was the only thing. That's cool. So at this um, okay, point, okay. So Uriel... you you would you you feel this basically, um, like as basically as as we're going deeper, like you you feel like something else is there you feel like something else is is like digging and probing inside and kind of like this sort of brief sense of it being all around you and kind of enclosing in um and you can make an intelligence check to to stop it or, or you you said it stopped already didn't you actually Ali? uh yeah so we'll say for the sake of this that but however like long it goes on, yeah. these are the sets of thoughts that you get, and then um, you're out. But you're, yeah, you're, you're, you, you feel it suddenly, and then I think it, it, it stops. And I think you are aware of who has cast it. Is that correct? Um, that's a good question. Um, let me just double check that. As we move through this, Sorry. all three of you make it to this portal in the side of the Martin's Bone Cavern. In front of you, um, you see a dark corridor. Um, I'm taking from that chance that, yes, yes. Uriel, you do. Yeah, know. I think Tenebris would also like stop and look round at you as well, because you're behind her, and then just like look. And I think then just sort of carry on. Uh, Ten? You're right down there? Uh, yeah, yes, are you? Are, are, are you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I just I thought I felt your know, the the friends thing again. Um, if you're trying to make me calm, now's a great time, but it's not working. Oh right, yeah, okay. I'll 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 do it later. Sorry. 
Sorry, Uriel. All right. Th th thank you. I'm doing well, too. Great, great. <laughs> you all reach the edge of this portal, um, and you stand on the threshold. In front of you is a long, dark tunnel. Um, you can see bits of um, shattered machinery and broken metalwork and pipework sticking out of the side. Uriel, you know what you're looking for. This is one of the spokes. So it is much smaller than um, than the, the central axle that you've been in, but it's still very large. But Uriel, you know that dotted along the side of these will be doors that connect these spokes. Um, you press forward. Uh, until, Uriel, you catch sight of one of these sideway doors. And alongside it, you see something glowing with a slight fluorescence in the darkness. Symbol of a cog. That's it. That's what we're looking for. Uriel, what are we looking for? This is the... There's a, there's a series of connecting tunnels that go through Martin's Bane that will bring us to the center, the part that's going to survive re-entry. Okay. The people that I I believe are still alive are going to be in there. That's the entrance way. Right. Okay, let's go. Is there anything we should be worried about as we go through? Uh, you, definitely not. Ten. Okay. Uh, no, no, you're probably all right. I'll, I'll, I'll explain. I mean, sort of, hey, you know, security of any form. Uh, are we passing through any sections that would have had Armada level security? I suppose we would, wouldn't uh, we? Not yet. Okay. I mean, everything is obviously, it's an Armada ship, but nothing which has high levels of security, the kind that right. you would know about. Yeah. Um, Infinity, your passive perception is something crazy, right? Who's passive perception? Oh, mine, yeah. Uh, 18. Yeah. As you're walking, you get that same sensation of being watched. Uriel, are there cameras in here that might be operational i mean possibly there are there are security protocols all over martin's bane they're only going to get more intense the closer we get to the center but someone's I... watching us i did it would make sense if they were they probably couldn't do much about us if they were aware of us they're probably trapped in the center okay you push on you're now traveling between the spokes you enter this very tight corridor. You move through it. Uriel, um, sorry, just do you, Uriel. Do you think would should I do the thing again so we're more hidden, or do you think it's not worth it? The people that I was worried about were the people on the outside. The people on the inside should be happy to see us, so I don't think we need it. Okay, sounds good. You walk on all around you. It's the singed scent of burnt rubber, but also you just start to get the scent of earth and loam. And you see that little tiny patches of soil have formed on the floor where rips in this tube like pathway have opened up to the earth. Uriel, you see again on the side wall another cog. And you all move through this passageway and you come out to another axle this one is tighter you can see on the walls um there are many well there are three walkways 
walking down this major axle but on the walls you can see lots and lots of different readouts um shattered screens and uh, various bits of equipment that seem more experimental in nature looking to your left you see all the way down a light at the end and it seems to be uh, the entryway to another part of the main axle on the other side from where you have entered this spoke Uriel you see again the cog this time next to a small unassuming doorway that's the one keep going in that direction okay can I um can I just yep. detect if we're like are we being followed what's happening around us make a uh, I your knowledge of this ship is great you would know how people move through it and what that sounds like mm. so use your so roll a perception check but add your proficiency modifier if you are not already proficient in perception uh, so is that an extra? It'll a have plus... a little dot if you're proficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm plus not. three. Like an extra plus. Okay, right. So uh, perception twenty-two. Let's go. Mm. Yes, you know you're not being followed. Whatever was there that you were dealing with before in that other main room, you've left that behind. But with that perception roll, what you do hear is activity in the major room to your left where it seems like your pathway might take you but before you go there you're headed towards this room marked with the cog is that correct yeah before before we go in um look there's we're, we're going to go to a part of martin's bay that most people don't go to oh, and exciting. it's exciting for me but it's it's more just um if, if they're hostile towards you it's because you're not part of the you're not. You're not part of the. We're not from here. Exactly. You're not from here. And just, just um, you're going to see things that most uh, that you may you may see things. Hopefully, you see things that they survive. That you know most people don't get to see and shouldn't see. So, just um. I understand secrets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is good. This is this is a secret. Okay. Tenebris, maybe you should stay behind me. I will hide at the back. You walk up to this door, Muriel, you recognize it. The palm reader's there. Uh, interface with it. You place your metal hand on it. A sound you feared you'd never hear again. The door slowly opens, and inside, you all see two figures, dwarves cybernetically enhanced to work in the rigorous conditions of zero G. One of them is much older. They appear to be almost completely replaced and modded with parts. Their arms, their legs, uh, uh, 
metal girders. Their feet appear to be almost hoof-like pistons and suction caps, but the face is still human. They have long, grey dreadlocks that comes down the back of their head, um, and they're leaning on the side of the room. The room itself is little more than a broom closet filled with janitorial supplies. And, um, next to that old man, you see a, a, another figure. Half their face replaced with uh, a metallic mask. Um, the cyborg eye in it turning to face you. Um, a woman of about your age, Uriel. And then behind you Uriel as you're the first in you hear <laughs> and a figure lands behind you and <laughs> wait 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 it's me it's me what 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 what, what game? zoom is cutting out your any of the noises like... that you're making at what that point theater of the mind is doing I a lot of lifting right now Shall I get him? Shall I get him? Uh, and then uh, you <laughs> see the old man turn. Wait. Uriel. Zafkiel, it's me. It's me. Uriel. You stand down, brother Armoros. Stand down. Wow, oh, it's Uriel, is it? Oh, bro. What? Like, what? We this is this is the one who comes. This is the, this is it. I'm as disappointed to see you as you are to see me. All right. I, oh it, yeah, sure. Is this is this all that's left? Oh yeah. Well, you know, some of us have been down here trying to actually do something about it. Maybe there'd have been more or less if other people have got a bit of a move on. What do you think? Yeah. I have been trying to get back here from the moment I got planet side. It's true. Oh, he yeah, has. well, not be oh. trying very. <gasps> Who? What? This my is lady. Oh. This is, and this is oh, my no, friend. You don't need to do that. Uriel, they're doing the thing that you did. Can you stop them? It, it, please? It's very okay. difficult to not do it. Okay. You, you wouldn't. Um, uh, you see, um, the older man also kneels. It takes. It's very difficult for them. No, you really uh, don't have to. Are you okay? I, I'm all right. I'm all right, my lady. But I... uh, the the woman stays standing, appraising both of you. I, I am here too, but I am biological. Please don't be angry at me. She's... <laughs> no, no. She's she's all right. She's 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 weak and and, and biological and squishy, but she's all right. I'm weak and biological. Yes. You're not weak. Oh, so you're, you're very strong. Traveling around with pure biologics now. Color me surprised, eh? Uriel, do you want me to kill this person? No, 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 Infinity. Uh, look, uh, if it were uh, Arboros, I'll have, have you know that if it wasn't for Tenebris here, I would not be back talking to you, and I would not be as advanced as I would be. I've learned a lot from, from these two, mostly from Infinity, but I have learned a lot. I helped she, a little. Uh, she helped a lot. Tenebris did. Um, Armoros, who uh, you now see has basically an entirely metal torso, but with uh, human arms, kind of like the reverse of what Uriel has. Um, <laughs> uh, leans in and goes, Oh, sounds like you might have feelings. I have not got feelings. 
Turn back to, to Zafkiel. Uh, Zafkiel, have the, have the tech survived? It, it's a tricky one, Uriel. You see, like... <sighs> we don't know what's happened in the, the main chamber, in the temple. It, it's... It's been cut off, you see? How? And you can see that, that he's trying to get back up now. I'll to, help. I'll help. Help him up. Legs shaking. Thank, thank you. Oh, cog, cog. Thank cog. Yes. Um, it, it's been see, cut off. How how far along was it? It. So it, it's not far from here. You're quite central now. It, has it been so long? You forgot already. No, no, no. How far in the temple? How far along is it? Was it close to completion? You speak of Minerva. Minerva. Yeah, indeed, she was close to sentience. We, we were, we were close, but I, I do not know what has happened to her now. She's, she's in danger. We got to get in there. We got to do something about it. Well, obviously, you know we've well got to. And I'm gonna. It's like tampers down his emotions. Like, obviously, we've got to get in there. Minerva's safety is paramount, but. You're obviously you have um it's easier if i explain later it's um best if you see you're gonna have to see zafkir they're gonna have to go in if i'm gonna go in and, and see what's going on they're gonna have to see Whoa, oh, i don't i don't you would not let the uninitiated in yo if, infinity is purer than any of us here i'm a robot I can close my eyes if that would help. Tenebris can just stay outside and turn no, away. No, Tenebris comes in if I'm coming in. I'll just close my eyes. I'll listen. I'll hold Infinity's hand. I won't see anything. Do uh... And he, he scratches his head. And as he does it, you see um, for a second uh, a single hexagonal bent piece of metal slips out from beneath his collar and hangs um for a second dangling before he puts it back in do they have any you utility utility they have utility that's for sure their feature set is pretty comprehensive i'm gonna cast produce flame and just hold like a little little bit of flame in my hand see infinity has features that i've never seen before i can turn into a panther she is indeed endowed with great utility. Thank and, you. And... Sorry. <laughs> I just didn't think about it. Oh, God. Oh, wow. I've got corn red. Oh, God. I'm right now. Simon. Oh, I did not. <laughs> Simon, unlike Uriel. Bring it back. not so good at keeping a lid on it. Uriel is a skull white. I am a corn I imagine red right some now. Some sort of innuendo may have happened several minutes I just, ago. I, I, I just, I did not think of it in terms of. I was thinking software, not hardware. Stop! 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 Oh god! <laughs> As you, um, um, the older man, Safkiel, um, as he's saying this to you, uh, you can see that he's looking at infinity and nodding slightly and um you see that uh you can hear a sort of grunt of disapproval well what about what about her then what about this one 
Well, surely she can't be allowed in. We can't be letting every which way in. What's she going to do about it? Would you rather... Tempest down emotions again. Like, Would you rather that Minerva comes to consciousness and finds that we have not helped her in every way that we possibly can? Well, what exactly does she do then? I, you know what? I think I'll take a closer look. And he pushes you out of the way, oh. Uriel. <laughs> and stands and looks straight into your eyes, Tenebris. Infinity will immediately stand behind Tenebris and cast Shillelagh. There it is. I uh, really want to... Um... Fuck him up. Can fuck I... Him up. No, I'm not gonna fuck him up. I am gonna cast True Strike on him, though. <laughs> 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 Anything. It's, it's a notoriously shit spell. However, it's this fine. is a great use. <laughs> I, I, so, so, um, Tenebris, like, looking, is just gonna, like, gently, like, raise a finger and point at this person standing directly in front of me. And it's just, it's just this little cantrip. It's just so I'm not, like, full on probing. I'm not, like, getting into his head. But I'm just getting the slightest sense of, like, you know, is. Defenses, it, it gives me attack, uh, advantage if I did attack him. But would it be fair to say that thematically, I'm trying to resist casting detect thoughts and or anything stronger and just doing a gentle probe? Would gentle it be fair to probe. say that as you do this, he is very slightly surrounded by a thin layer of illumination, such that it might make you easy to hit him in, with an attack? Let's see. That. A thin That's layer of green fairy fire, though, isn't it? It is kind of Well, but fire. it does the same thing. It's an advantage on attack, right? Very like fire's advantage for anyone. It's the bat true strike system is just in fallout. Okay. All right. Well, then, so like, then let's, I guess let's it could be it. like a probing into the mind to make... I was I was think, thinking of it as more, yeah, as, as more of a psychological, okay. like, what are you about to do, basically? Mm. Like, and it, and does that I'm have ready for him. Some, what then? components does that have? Somatic only. Somatic only. Um, as... You do this, and you peer into the workings of his body and his mind. Um, he sees the finger come up, and inherently takes <clears throat> a slight step back. If you had a base level, like passive intimidation, which you don't have, right? But essentially, Tenebris is starting to carry around with her this aura. Something is not quite right, and the closer Armoros gets, the more he feels it. He steps back slightly. Oh, she's... There's something not right with her. She oh, could be very it? useful. I feel like there's something not quite right with you, and I think it's your attitude. No, something not oh, quite the, right with you. Uriel is absolutely face. resisting oh, oh, temptation. To I'm like, sorry. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, what's wrong with my face? Nothing, my lady. No. Don't you dare say anything against her, Amaros. What, gonna, right, um, what we're going to do, we're just wasting time here, aren't we? Classic, Uriel, just talk, talk, talk. We're going to do something, Zafkill. We're going to go I now, can just right? Bonk him on Amaros, the head if Amaros I am further along the path to enlightenment than you now. You better watch your steps. I'm going to move over to Zafkill and, like, very, like, sort of whisper conversation. <clears throat> uh, or, you know, very quiet. Just, Zafkill, I've. I felt things when I saw Martin's bedding going down. I've been weak. No, 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 my side. You, you, you felt nothing. 
don't you, you felt nothing it's simply a, a happening we, we all felt nothing it came to, it passed I I came here as soon as I could but motivated entirely by utility and what was necessary it was nothing more than that Cog, Cog dictates you are correct we follow the uh, we, we followed the sixfold path I know we follow I'm going to look up and um, look at Sahakiel and just be like um, it is gratifying Sahakiel that you have made it through I'm sure that you'll be very useful to us Sahakiel looks at you and roll an insight check can I just check Zahakwil is the one with the half face of the cyborg? Yeah. Oh, is Insight. it? Oh, and Armorus is the other dwarf. Oh, that's Z- Zahakiel. Armorus is basically is the old a, a, a. Zahakiel uh, is, is the, the old, old man who's. Zahakiel. Yeah, yeah. Zahakwil is the, the, the lady dwarf yeah. who is yeah. half and, down the center. And Armorus is the other male dwarf. It's like the obverse of Uriel. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. Are they, are uh, we got those a... genders. I'm right? sorry. Can I just? Are the others both. Sorry. And it's. Yes. It's... Sorry. Go on. Go ahead. Um, uh, Zakwil is a is a woman, and uh, Armoros and Zafkil are both men. Great. And um, it was Armoros who had the hexagonal sort of chain. You saw that. that. We saw. Yeah. Okay. Great. <clears throat> that was a twenty-three for the inside check. Twenty-three. Um, you catch her eye you know Sahakriel, um one of your sisters in the cult um, but you see behind her eyes something new you read the micro expressions of her face and you see them soften for a second looking at you something is different about her and with a 23 you sense the tonal shift in her voice as she addresses you next and you realize that she is allowing herself to feel she's hiding it for these two but you feel that you can read between the lines it's Uriel's ex-girlfriend Uriel it's good to see you because it enhances our utility I would hope that I too could add something to that. And then Armorous steps in. Nah, it's me, alright? I am the most trained. I am the greatest trite here. I am the one who will go with you to right the wrongs of this disaster. There is, Brother Armorous, there are six sides to the hex. There are six people present here. We are in balance. There is no need for conflict. We just need to get to Minerva and find out what has happened. I, I'm afraid it would that I could come with you, brother. But we have only passes for four. We have retrieved what we can. But only four people may make it through to the main chamber. Very well. We truly have been tested. We will prove ourselves worthy and we will resume our place. Very well. 
we will take three of the passes. Who will who will be joining us? Um, Armas steps forward. It's got to be me. I've trained for this. I'm ready for this. Mm! Punches the wall next to you. Does yeah. anybody else Very want strong. to join us? <laughs> Any other options? <laughs> Tenebris, Tenebris has been looking like really withdrawn just for the last few minutes. I'm, I'm gonna just come up to the side of Uriel and just like really quietly be like, I don't have to come if it's a problem. I can just, I can go back. I don't, I don't mind. I can just. Tenebris, I'm gonna like. No, no, we're a vaguely equivalent height, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, pretty um, close. Tenebris. Like look around to make sure that the other monks can't hear and just be like you said in the forest that we were like a team and I feel like we're a team when it's all three of us so I want I want you to be part of it because um, it's like kind of stiffen up again and slightly louder because you are of great utility to our purpose <laughs> I wish Infinity had heard that <laughs> <laughs> happy team noises okay sure yeah Thanks, Uriel. Sahakwil looks to you, Uriel. Uriel, if you're going to go in there, you might think about bringing someone who can perhaps heal you, keep you strong. I can heal him if he needs it, actually. <laughs> okay, right. Oh, boy. Sorry. Uh, so Quill gives you a quick look, Infinity. Um, roll, but it would be nice to have insight. <laughs> My passive insight's fifteen. Okay, you it, that that look is transmitting something, but you don't know quite what it is. No, I just sorry, I just meant I also could do that. Um, however, if you are is is Quill, lovely to meet you. I'm Infinite Sky six thousand serial number eight six nine one nine seven two six PMGV one five three zero ML, and it would be lovely for you to come along. Um, or, or, or this armorous person. Can I Sahak have a look and see who I think would be more useful? Just by sort of yes. give, him, give him a size up. Do that, geez. Give him a size up. Well, it, so it looks like to all of you that Armoros is strong with their fists, um, very similar to Uriel, basically the same in, in almost every aspect, but deeply opposed to the concept of Uriel. Um, whereas Saharquil um, is clearly has much more utility is mm. understands well the ways the machines work um and has many abilities um which to some might even seem like magic if they didn't fully understand mm. them okay. um and clearly no. can heal people i mean to be fair i sorry i spoke out of turn uh i've been used to healing these two if they've needed it and well, if there was someone else who might be capable of doing that, that would be useful because it would mean I could potentially um, fill my data banks with spells that didn't require. So, so how spells? We... What's a spell? Uh, with programs. <laughs> really that... lost track of that one. I, oh, that one went. Straight. It's very data banks, fill them because I can only pick certain ones. Programs to run each day. Yeah. Your task bar only. You only have so yes. much RAM. Yes, I only have so much RAM. And uh, it would be useful to to take away some of the things that are able to make people feel better. Well, so Hakuwa has a very rich feature set. Feature set. I feel oh, like. Oh, I'm sure she does. Oh, oh for God's sake! Not again! Not no, again! Sorry. No, sorry, I won't. I won't. I won't. That is so much more empathy. A gruff voice comedy. cuts in. <laughs> Uriel, Uriel, I know this is a difficult choice, but you have to make it. 
you're the one who has to choose this and you have to hurry. We have to get in there now. We need to, yes, you're, you're, you're quite right. We need to, we need to get to Minerva and we need to help. So Hack, will, 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 you, will you join us and help? Always, Uriel, I will help you. As long as it is, as it is what you want. It, it, Again. It is what I want, and it is also what the cog demands. It is the right thing to do. But also what I want, I'm yes. glad, Uriel. I am glad that you feel this way. I don't. Don't don't feel. Just um, logic dictates. <laughs> the sound of Armoros punching the table next to it. It's it shatters. I will be here. I will hold the line. Someone's got to stay back, and it's gonna be me. That sounds like a very yeah. valiant job. I'm imagining him as like flat. Is it Flash Thompson in like the first Spider-Man film? Like the the the, the one that's played by um, oh the guy who plays D and D. Fuck. Um, Vin Diesel. No, Matt, uh, not not Matt, um, Mercer, the the absolutely Jack guy is married oh, to Sophia Vergara. Oh, Joe, Ma Joe, Matt, Man, Man, I don't Joe know. Joe Mercer. Yeah, 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 that guy. Yeah, that guy. Oh, he's great. So here we are in the insides of Martin's Bay, this huge crashed space station. We have just met with some of Uriel's fellow uh, workers aboard the ship, um, and you've taken another member of the party on board Sahakwil, the uh, dwarf with half metal um, side to her, her uh, who appears to have some facility in the realm of healing and other such uh, interesting abilities. Now, you are all stood in a cloakroom, essentially. Oh, it's a, no, it's like a closet um, that's full of sort of different cleaning products and things like that. Um, and one of the cupboards has been smashed in half by uh, one of the other members <laughs> of the people standing there. Um, one of. Uh, the older man in front of you, almost all mechanical now, um, looks up. Now, if you're gonna go in there and find Minerva and and find out what's happened and do, do what's right, you'll need to know how to get there. Now, if you come out of this door and turn towards the central axle, what you will find is the experimental stations, the main laboratory set up. We have attempted to go through there. If you can traverse the laboratory, you will find another exit, much the same as what brought you here, which will bring you, hopefully, to the main temple chamber and, and Minerva herself. There is one problem. The reason we have not gone. We believe the Armada are in there. What? They have sent spies they have sent hidden units they have breached the great treaty they are inside the ship we believe they are searching for a way in through that door to bring them to the central chamber but they don't have the access cards only we do you will need to find a way to get in there past them 
to reach that door on the other side of the chamber. Is there not another route? Not that we know of, no. Okay. Access to the temple was very strictly regulated. Only we knew about it. And as soon as Minerva is brought to sentience, we can write this. We can write all of this. Uriel, the temple. It's where... It's, it's where Uriel became Uriel. It's, it's where I started on my path, where I was given my charge. You'll, it's what easiest if you charge? see yourself. You'll see it yourself. Um, and with that, all four of you, unless there's anything else you'd like to do? No. Zavakul, how did you end up in here? This looks like a, a storage facility. And what happened to the, the chambers and, and, well, the living quarters? Brother. And he looks up at you and you see in this face, which you have always known to be simply flat, calm and emotionless, a slight flicker of one side of the face. We were driven out. Something is in here with us. We, when we upload to the systems, when we try and control them, we're met with static. We're met with a, a blinding light. We, we no longer have the intimate connection with the ship. And, and there is one thing. You said you felt when the ship came down. If I... If I never see anything again, I must confess this to someone. I felt... I have felt fear. But not when this came down. I have seen something. Something in the workings of the station. Something I can barely credit. A face. You're real. A demonic face. A face that laughed at me. Has Martin Spain achieved sentience itself? That cannot be. It's not divine. This was something else. Something preying on the circuits. Something living inside like a tapeworm, like a parasite. Something in here preying on ours. What we build. Something watching. You have to stop it, you're ill. You can't hear this infinity. Oh, okay, sorry. You have to stop it. You have to stop it. As the void is my witness, I will stop this. We will write this. We have fallen from the path. We have felt, but we can rebuild. We will re-earn Minerva's. She will welcome us into her service if we can do this for her. I know this. See what can you do? Now, before you go on, um, you've been in this room now talking for almost an hour were you to wait a little bit longer that would classify as a short rest if you wanted to take it just mechanically that, speaking that would be a good idea yeah if you two need to, uh, if you want to I can cast a spell on you well, I mean, um, but it, I can't get that back from a narrative perspective I mean I feel like this is very much like a it's like reaching a safe room within a game it's like so you know we can relax 
My question is, do you want me to? Do you want to roll your hit dice and then I can see if I can cast cure wounds? Well, I'm 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 happy to take a short rest. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Um, I don't but, need to. Okay. If, if you're ill, if it benefits you, then yeah, do it. Right. Uh, so is it as simple as pressing the short rest button? Yeah, and then if you select the number of dice, so you remember you've used one already. So, and then just click uh, right, take so short many, rest. I need to restore. Well, I could could restore a maximum of twenty seven. So. This feels like it would probably be a good time to restore a fair bit, so... I would try and get back to as much as you can. Uh, all of them but oh, do one. I have to double-click it? Fun. Relevant abilities have been reset. Mm -hmm. You should get your key points back as well. Yeah, I think you get... Yeah. It's uh, really good for you. Yeah, I've got all my key points get... back, but I... Oh, wait, do I not, get... I have not healed. Did you, did you, did you select the, the dice on when you clicked short rest? Yeah, well, I've, I've clicked short rest, automatically yeah. apply healing with dice results, ah, okay. and I selected roll. four dice. Oh, okay. Did or you roll them, though? Oh, do, oh, sorry, I just assumed it would do that it will, for me. It will roll it for you, but you have to click um, where it says, this is new, actually, I've only just there is a there You have to click on the dice. But roll them in your real real. Trend. You can roll in the real world and just apply it. Yeah, sure, because it's done everything else. So oh, I'm getting. D &D beyond. Oh, I so get my this... wild shape back actually, so that's really good. Is okay. that? I've selected four dice. So is that four d eight plus two? Or is that four d eight plus eight? Just four d eight, isn't it? No, no, no. You add, you add your. your so con. it's one d four plus two for each time. It's I not d four. You should be. It's one d. Oh, sorry, one d eight. Is it? So it's one d eight plus two for each dice. Every time, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's four. Count along at home, people. Four. Uh, ah. Plus six, so that's ten. Ten. Oh. Then. Plus another four. Fourteen. Fourteen hit points. <laughs> and <laughs> five. Nineteen. Oh, uh, uh, you can do uh, uh, another uh, one if you wanted. Uh, Nineteen uh, plus eight. I have another three to go. I feel like I'm only wise hit to keep points. three in the bank. I've got another two to You're go. Just heal you just one. I'll keep those two in you the bank 20... just in case. Okay, so that means if I use that so, spell, you can use one as well. So. so I'm now up to 40 hit points for those keeping track at home. Everybody ready? Yeah. I didn't realize I got my wild shape back on a short rest, so I've, I've got two again. That's good. All right. You all, um, without turning back, uh, you leave this room. So Harkwheel, um trailing behind you for, and you um, turn right down this corridor towards the illuminated space, which um, is coming at you with a sort of a mild, um, a mild, a, a low fluorescent glow. It's orange tinged with green um, as you walk forward until you reach the very edge of um, this. You reach the edge of the spoke and you look out at the room in front of you. And while I call it a room, it feels more like a huge, glistening cavern filled with massive, uh, basically filled with strings of pearls. And what you're looking out into is a colossal chamber. From the ceiling hang um, glass globes, or what looks like glass, clear um, globes and they hang down in beads all the way down to the floor on the floor 
in front of you. So what you're looking out and um, there's a, a step ladder which will take you down to ground level and then the level is flat. And you can see that some way in the distance is the other side of this room, almost too far for you to actually see. And throughout the room, these strings, these beads of glass um, orbs, and they are all different sizes, um, some much bigger than a human, some quite small. Um, on the floor, at the, at the ground level, so about uh, 50 feet below you, um, what you can see is that it's covered in shattered uh, glass and this sort of clear uh, substance. And there's liquid over the floor and piles of... In some places they look like bodies, in other places it looks like uh, machinery um, littering the floor. And you can see that to your right and to your left you could travel either way. Straight in front of you, you can just about see, on the other side, the corresponding portal that you need to get through. And the last thing that you see, lit in this orangey-green, hazy lighting that seems to be emanating from the globes themselves in some places, and some places from the floor, you can see one or two dark figures stalking around the room and at the very back of the room you think you can see a cluster of these figures last thing while you're up here everyone roll me a perception check i am rolling hot tonight 25 a mere 18 15 Infinity. Uh, so in first, Infinity and Uriel. What you see, just looking at the movements, you can see that there are um, figures moving around this space, but they all seem to be leaving the central area quite empty. Infinity, what you see is that in the central zone, amongst the litter and debris and detritus that seems to have been smashed out of these orbs um there are dark shapes the same shapes as the people walking around mm. the room mm -hmm. seem to be lying on the floor and in the direct center you see something that appears to be a first you look at it and you think, that's just another artifact that appears to come out of these globes. Um, but on closer inspection, with that 25, you see that this thing is moving ever so slightly. Up and down, oh, as though no. almost like it's breathing. Breathing? Yeah. Okay. okay. Would you really have seen these globes before? Mm. You, you know of this room, but you have never been in it right you know that this is the the main storage zone for the experimental section of the space station and one thing to be absolutely clear um which i don't think i was clear of before is that each of these orbs has something in it and those things are of different sizes oh i see cool 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 great right. these are they're like 
somehow like a um, Christmas bauble meets with a nativity calendar. Advent calendar, even. Sample well, but... Uriel, how, how do you want to get through this? I think... As a team? There are people on the floor. There are people at the edges. There are people at the other side. We can try and pretend we're on the same team as them until we get to the other side. Well, I don't or... know what these things are. Do they look human? Oh yeah, that's a good question. I was assuming. Um, with that 18, Uriel, you recognise them. You can see that these are orcs. Now the orcs oh. are the genetically modified soldiers of the Armada. Twisted, strengthened and empowered beyond normal human strength. Yeah? Was uh, was the, the Tooth Fairy carrying an orc? No, this is not the same thing. Right. They clearly came they were human um but now their faces are pulled back um their eyes uh well you know this from the past their eyes um are taut slits and um their teeth have become jaws um any weapon that is possible huge hands vast muscles they are beasts bred for war hmm. i can see the problem you run into sahakwil too right. Well, I can make us very quiet. Well, how much would Uriel know about orcs and like what they're sort of beyond the visible, like, whoa, holy shit, that thing looks strong. Uh, roll a history check. Uh, uh, that's 15. Uh, okay, with a 15, um, just hold up for a second um, hold up. so you know they are tough they are strong they're not massively smart um, but you also know that as armada soldiers they will tend to travel as a unit so somewhere there will be a unit they could send out scouts but you know, they come as squads Hmm. In there, Bruce. I mean, orcs aren't the brightest on their own. Can you do something with the friends to make them, I don't know, feel like they've all got to go somewhere or something? All of them at once. Yeah, if you could, that would be great. I can... I don't think so. Only like a few at a time, or if they're like near each other, but it's not gonna be like, you know, like one at a time, like quietly. If there was one in charge, they could tell the others. Mm -hmm. What is this thinking? When when did thinking come into our campaign? I I know. <laughs> So Not really, relevant. The only I can either make us very sneaky, or I can do a lot of damage to a lot of people. I'd rather we do the sneaky thing. Sneaky seems like a word that Infinity wouldn't say. <laughs> I can make it sneaky. Sneaky. Um. um this is still looks like 
uh, quite functional. Like this section of Martin's Bane is still mostly intact. Oh, what? Yes, I mean, apart from the smashed, all the the smashed globes near the bottom, but there's um, still some hanging, like... right? Oh, so in the central area, most of the things have been destroyed. Around the edges, um, or closer to the edges, yes, there are intact globes um, still at ground height. What if I broke some of the globes far away from us? That could work. I was going to suggest that maybe I could try an interface and set off an alarm somewhere else. But I don't know. The last time I tried to interface with a large entity, I just ended up talking to a door for a bit. How wide would you say this chamber is, Ali? Um, the chamber itself would be... Uh, Five hundred meters. Mind. <laughs> how many? <laughs> how many belts would you say? Um, so it's five hundred meters long from where you are to where you need to get to. Um, in terms of how wide it is, the room is roughly square. So five belts. Oh no, no, it's meters. So meters. it's yeah, meters. Fifteen belts. So it's about fifteen it's belts. Big. That's a big room. Okay, I can't. Now I know exactly mm. how big it is. I know that's a big room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start using that in real life. I don't, actually don't know how long a belt is in for humans. Like, what? <laughs> Three? How many feet? Four feet? <laughs> okay. If I do this, this is going to be a massive distraction about 120 feet away from us. Exactly, in fact. I feel like that's not very, not very far. far in context of the room. They might see... Can I, can I um see if any of them are thinking about looking for something, and then I could make them see it? Could I, is there somewhere that Uriel could interface with the with the machinery of this room? Um, there is another door panel. Oh God! <laughs> is it Tom? What, it can't what be machinery? Tom. <laughs> that, 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 uh, that... Are you looking? Are you looking for machinery which might have something to do with the globes themselves? Yes. Yeah, so around on the edges, and in fact, at, at specific points throughout the room, there are control panels, right, and workstations that look sort of scientific in nature. So, yeah, definitely. Sorry. But you would have to go down. You definitely just said workstations in your Stanley voice. Um, uh... No one knows who Stanley is. Okay, so for the people who haven't <laughs> seen, don't Stanley. know our home campaign, that uh, it's basically think the Duke from Moulin Rouge. It's basically that. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> Ali's character. That's exactly who the, it is. The stations. That's not how he talks at all. Very first time. It's the same energy as his character. Same energy. So we'd have to go down into the room to be, and there's some more. So perhaps, okay, right. I've got an idea. Right. Why don't why don't we? <laughs> we... <laughs> Milan Rouge is also the RP Geek's favourite film, just so yep. everyone's aware. <laughs> spectacular, spectacular. Perhaps somebody should die? Maharaj. Um, <laughs> um, so, right, I've got an idea. Maybe Infinity, right. Mm, Why yes. don't you do the thing where you make us really quiet? Yes. And then we can go down. I can try and talk to one of the control panels and I can see if I can activate some of the systems on the other side of the room. That might draw right. them off, and then we can use the stealthy, quiety thing, and then we can just try and sneak through. And if that anyone left, good. then we we just punch them into just, a paste. Yes, and just so you know, I can keep us stealthy until maybe if you want me to do something else, that might go away. But I can try and keep it up for as long as possible. So okay, um, Zahakriel, um, don't don't panic about this. Okay, 
and I'll cast Pass About what? Again, and then the <laughs> About what? <laughs> <laughs> the noise cancellation and you see um, the projections of uh, the sides of the panel, the sides of the tunnel being projected all over you. Uh, it's an eerie feeling like you're looking at the wall, but the wall is right next to you and you know it. Um, okay, you all have passed without a trace. Yeah. Are you going down into the room? Yeah, so if we uh, go down into the room, we make one of the control panels. You start scaling the ladders. Everybody roll a stealth check. Plus 10. Ladder style. Oh, plus good. 10, holy. Is that plus 10 and my modifier? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Holy shit. Shit for that. Uh, I got a 22. Oh, well, would you look at that? I got a 30. Yeah, yeah, boy. If anyone I don't even know I'm here. Desperately needs it. I do have. If someone rolls badly, I have a thing I can do as well. Charmini's still got. Uh, Tenebris has still got. Oh, you don't. You don't. Uh, it's, it's concentration. But um, I can use my cosmic omen to give you a d6 if you would like it. What did you get, Tenebris? Twenty-four. Oh, okay, I rolled. Twenty-four. Like a whisper, you move down the ladder stepping between the shards of broken glass, stepping over the bodies of these strange, some of them creatures, some of them seem half creatures almost. You find a tentacle here, like long and thick laid across your path. You gingerly step over it. Here, a still jerking robotic arm. You move into the room. You see on either side of you, in the distance, a figure, a tall, black clad, moving purposefully down through the rows of these orbs, looking from left to right. Uh, they scan the room. And keep moving. You make it towards the first of these access panels. Uh, you can now that you're down at, at room level, you can see that what you're looking over the floor is covered in all of this debris, um, and you can also see inside some of the uh, intact uh, globes, and you can see shapes, some of which seem humanoid, others which grotesquely different. Um, it's a strange sight, and at the workstation that you come to. You can see that it is shunted to one side, that it's lying partially on the floor, but pulled at the bottom of it, you see instruments, some surgical, some electronic in nature. And uh, next to all that, an access panel. Right. I'm just kind of keep an eye out for me. I'm going to try and talk to this. Right. I'll go up and... I, I like to imagine that you're all sort of, you know, that has the mechanical arm, and then there are sort of tiny dendrites in it that can sort of lock into a system mm. and enable information transfer and cast speak with plants. Well, speak, speak, sorry, speak with um, with computers, <laughs> but speak with plants in D and D terms. Great, thanks. Hypothesis to test. Oh, I like you. Um, uh, my hypothesis is that. If the laboratory were to be contaminated with uh, a, a military presence that was not welcome, what would be the optimal way to remove them from the building? 
Hypothesis stated. Contamination protocol. Processing. State. Acceptable risk for samples. Uh, acceptable risk for samples is any risk whatsoever. Uh, acceptable risk for scientists. Uh, pretty, I uh, like, you know, d d some risk is acceptable, but not very much risk. Input scientist location. Uh, here, <laughs> engaging with panel and in a radius approximately 30 feet. One tenth of a belt. <laughs> Processing. <laughs> <laughs> the SI unit of measurement yeah. now, the B. The B, the B, the belt. <laughs> Suggested course of action. Military presence, unwanted. Suggestion, release. Weapons grade, subjects. In presence of military protocol. That's Results are uh, satisfactory. Can you localize release of subjects in the distal quarter of the room? Subjects localized. Information readout commencing. Uh, what is the volume of this display? <laughs> it's coming in through your arm. It's loud in your head. Okay, good. Just... <laughs> I realise it's like beep, 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 playing a YouTube video in public and your scary. phone's turned all the way up. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> reading, 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 reading. Subjects display high levels of initial damage. Processing, processing. Subject identified. Subject found in Promethean system. Subject used. Potentially for attack protocol. Subject description. Larger than human. Beast shape. Potential horn damage. Fast moving. Continued Sub processing. Processing. Subject, subject sounds optimal. Processing. Processing. Subject can attack. Potential security. Droid. Processing. Processing. Final possibility. Unknown specimen. Label. 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 Unknown. How many subjects are in the distal quarter of this room? Subject localization pre-given distal quarter. Question invalid. You have already selected subjects in the distal quarter of the room. Well, uh, release all subjects in distal quarter. <laughs> Processing. Processing. Chaos. Invalid command. I am simply a lab bench. <laughs> That's sad. That's, sad. That's, That's a shame. That. That's okay. Okay. When you clip this together, can you please zoom in on my face and do the uh, <laughs> Arrested Development? Oh, no, what's it? The, um... Oh, what's that fucking... The Hulk. What's that fucking show called? Always Sunny? No, not Arrested Development. The other one. People are going to be screaming this in chat. Yep. Directed by Robert B. Y. That's all I remember. It's 
remembers the director. You're going to have to really quickly look it up. Go, go, go. I am go, looking go. it up right now. Robert B. Wide meme. It's from... Uh, be good, Simon. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, okay. Carrying on. <laughs> okay, right. Um, uh, so returning to the bench. Um, uh, give location of systems that would release all subjects in distal quarter. System location, distal. System location, in proximity to subjects. System location, distal section. Hmm. I'm gonna. Okay. Um. Basically, I just had a, a conversation. I really like this thing. Um. Uh, wait, no, I don't. This thing is This thing is satisfactory. Um. The uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking to you. Um, <laughs> you upset uh, it. <laughs> if we want to create a distraction in the other section of the room, we have to go to that section of the room. Right. Um, I could create a distraction here, and it would probably be pretty chaotic, and we might just be able to slip through. But um, I have no idea what would happen if I did it. It's pretty big uncertainty. Is it the kind of distraction that people would run towards or away from? I wish I could tell you. Um, it sounds like some of the subjects that are in containment here are very dangerous. Some of them would act aggressively. Towards us? I mean, let me put it like this. If I release the subjects in this quarter of the room, I feel like we wouldn't be the biggest problem of the orcs. I mean, there's things I can do to help. Potentially. Or I could just save it all for myself. Mm. Okay. Um... Lovebench, do you have the capability of releasing subjects in this quarter of the room? Processing. Affirmative. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for visual confirmation from the party. Why are you looking at us, Uriel? Do you want me to kind of cause absolute fucking chaos in this bit of the room? Then we, we run quickly but sneakily and then we run through the we door just while go everyone is straight to the door. We we do what you have to do and we go straight to the door the minute they leave. And if they don't, we still head to the door. Well, if if they don't do that, then like I say, I don't think we're their biggest problem anymore. Okay. So hack wheel. But are they our biggest problem anymore if you do this? <laughs> uh we I mean yeah, they'll be our biggest problem, but um we're not right. very difficult to see. That's one way of looking at it. Okay. So, hack, so hack wheel. What do you think? Not really my domain. If you think it's a good idea, then I suppose I'm with you. So hack wheel. Just before we do this, I'll hand her one of the good berries that I have. Oh, that's very kind of you. Thank they you. can um, bring someone. Up, up if they fall if they go unconscious it'll wake them up that's it's a clever trick indeed it's, okay well it's quite advanced actually but <laughs> wow uh, okay everyone um <laughs> i'm not sure what's going to happen but when it does i think you're going to know it and then we're just going to need to go towards the door like the exit okay it's only five belts that's all we've got to go only five belts okay great <laughs> Lab bench. Yes. Release 
all subjects under your jurisdiction. What was I saying? One subject remains viable. Subject designation. Parasite. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. Oh no. Give further oh no. details of subject. Subject emanated from deeper space. Subject found aboard meat storage vessel. Subject presumed humanoid in origin once. Oh no! Ali! We're no. all freaking out, but no one knows why we're freaking out. No, I don't know no. why we're freaking out. I just, I'm just freaking out anyway. We're all just oh. freaking out. There's a chance that it... No, why we're freaking out. No, oh, we cannot. Well, no characters wouldn't know. We have no idea. Sharmini doesn't know. Sharmini's missing it. Sharmini's going people... to get a WhatsApp very soon. If people have been with us from the very start of the RP Geeks project, they may recognise that parasite. Oh, I remember! Mm -hmm. Potentially. Oh, I remember. Potentially. 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 That universe-ending parasite that we didn't kill. Oh, yeah. shit! Oh, yeah. oh, my God, what if it's one of our characters? Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um, uh, okay, slight problem. It says there's only one subject, and it's just a, it's a parasite. I don't think it's going to generate much of a distraction. Parasites like small and like they go in your food and then they come out in your poo. Maybe and... takes a long time. Maybe we're better off just stealthing. Hmm. So presumably. Oh God, I'm so I'm so struggling to separate. Are we not doing the plan? Is is this not? Are we not going to do the plan? Is that our according to? Do you want, to, do you want a Paris to release a parasite? They're very dangerous. Further data has become available. I don't think they're that dangerous. Some of them are. The distraction would only be one parasite. Like I was sort of hoping How for something big is like it? we want a big thing. We want a like large parasite? reptilian with yeah. horns. Is it the or worm or is it like? Yes. Oh. Ask how big it is. You. How? Yeah. Uh, how? Uh, lab bench. How big is the parasite? Parasite, medium, human, size. Designation, dangerous. <laughs> we just we, say it's dangerous. We can't release it again. <laughs> just... Look. Okay. There's no harm in releasing it, right? We can still stealth. We'll release it. Uh, t set the timer to release it in two minutes, and we stealth away. You're Wait, in. why don't we just go to another quarter? And then we'll do the same thing again there. I but mean, as long as Infinity one... can concentrate on keeping yes, it Yes, 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 I've got, got an hour. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My release vote... one here, then we stealth away. We can release another one if it's not working. I vote for us to go to a different quarter of the room and we determine what the stock is of potential distractions there. But I do not <laughs> think that this will be an adequate distraction. One is not enough. One okay. is not enough. Okay, we'll find okay. a different one. And we don't want to spread it out too much because we want them to all rush to one area. So that makes sense. Like, yes, okay, okay. okay. That's, oh, that's a good reason. Okay. That's a good in-character reason. Annoyingly quite a good reason. Ugh, fine. Um, lab bench, thank you very much. Um, have, have a nice day. <laughs> and you <laughs> don't tell me what may, to do <laughs> may your hypotheses always be <laughs> right so i propose that then yeah like we try we sneak over to the near like the, the next quarter over 
-hmm. Probably the one that's furthest away from the entrance. <clears throat> right, I agree. And then so to the other side of the room. Better basically. time, yeah. and then yeah. can we, uh, Infinity? Can you set an internal timer for how long this journey takes? Of course. So to be clear, you have the central portion of the room. Yep. You have the, what we'll call the left-hand side of the room, and what we'll call the right-hand side. Okay, of the room. and we You're were in in the central part of the room. Let's go to the right. Yeah, presuming that the door is on the left. That's how I imagined it. No, uh, the, no, so the door straight, is straight directly across. in front yeah. of you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Either no, way, we're going to run yeah, let's past go left. Them, I left think. is good. I like the left. Oh, I, left okay. is my favorite. Yes, left is fun. You I like going left. Make... Sounds like you're making progress. Does it left the good direction? Why? Always you the best. Make your way um, past the figure, the patrolling figure, who's now looking the other way and moving maybe uh, uh, 50 meters away from you, away from you, down these rows of these orbs. Um, you're moving quietly, stealthily. Um, you pass orbs inside, you see, um, refracted in the light, the glint of some sort of uh, metal blade hanging uh, in one of these smaller orbs. You push on. Um, you've reached the left-hand side of the chamber. Infinity, you notice that where you've, you've been picking your way through metallic debris, through bodies through uh, biological matter you notice that you seem to have left the biological matter behind there's just oh. metallic items here oh. okay um, there don't seem to be any creatures going this way it could be mechanical life forms maybe there's more infinities it wouldn't wouldn't be a life form. You're um, alive to me. Thank you. I'm not. Thank you. Um, In front of you, you see uh, straight down. It's basically a, you know a pathway between these globes that will take you down towards the side of the room that you're looking for. Okay. Can I look okay. in the globes as we go past? Uh, see if can, I see yeah. biological or whether I just see mechanical in there. Um, you okay? Uh, that's easy enough to do. As you walk down, um, as you start walking, you see that in the globes that are still intact, there is biological life. Okay. Right. So we haven't just left the biological life; they just haven't coalesced in this area. Okay. So I'll look for another control panel in this section. So you're you're moving down, right? So um, you're now in the you've entered the middle section. So to get to the other side, you'd have to keep going a little bit further. The stealth text, text still stand, and you're still moving. But as this happens, I need you all to roll a wisdom saving throw. No, specifically, I need who? What is the order of the party? Uh, I'm I feel like Euro will be, Euro first. be first. I feel like probably then Infinity Tenebris. It's a yeah. That's my vibe. But... Say again. So, uh, Uriel, Infinity, Tenebris, Sahakriel. Uriel. Roll me a wisdom saving throw. With pleasure. Maybe not much pleasure. That was an at one. Or a three. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Um. You are walking forward and something seems off 
but you can't put your finger on it. And then your toe touches something. But it doesn't make any sense because there's nothing in front of you. And then you feel your toe being sucked in towards the space in front of you. Mm -hmm. And then you find your leg being pulled after it. Um, at this point, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Right. Okay. You can do that. Come on, monkey. I actually have a, a monk thing to do with that, I believe. Monkey, monkey, monkey. Also, boy. did you monkey, just, monkey, monkey, like, did, does Uriel, when his toe starts getting pulled, wherever Uriel's toes get pulled, does, go, does he ah. look? Does he look like he's being anything? pulled? Do does infinity sound? go, oh no? Yeah, I mean, you, if you, you know sound. that you're being sucked into this space. Yes, here we go. So uh, evasion, yeah, but... and I'm not sure which level this comes with. If mm -hmm. I have to make a deck saving throw to take half damage, I take no damage if I It's, it's damage, though. So I don't know if this is damage. Yeah. Uh, deck saving throw, coming right up. That's an 18. You are... <laughs> and suddenly you're completely engulfed in some sort of strange gelatinous fluid. But oh. you have the wherewithal to and stretch and almost swim and and you tumble out and land on the floor beside it. Um, do we, do we see that? Loudly? Yeah, you do see that. Um, and you see in front of you, everyone, that what looked like just plain air suddenly ripples. Oh. Um, it's my favourite thing. Now, I just need everybody to roll uh, uh, Initiative? The thing you do with. Thank you. That thing. Roll you know. for leveling up. Um, Ooh, 19. 16. And I okay. get a synthetic 20. Hello. Great. So. Uh, and is, there any, is there any disadvantage eight. to be doing things we're doing even though we're trying to be very very quiet doing them what, what this whole like us um, if you are right thing. so if you are trying to stay quiet while this yeah. happens yeah you you can do that and retain yeah. your stealth yeah if you choose to roll with disadvantage yeah yes okay yeah cool um so tenebris what would you like to do oh dear um i can i so i, I can kind of tell that there's something in front of me right but it's not uh, yes. a creature. It's not a humanoid, anyway. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. Um, I will try and find out if it has a mind by reaching out telepathically and saying, Hello? Is, is someone there? Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> you reach out with your mind. Hello? 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 Is it me? Is it me? <laughs> Echoes around in the space. There doesn't appear to be much coming back to you. Oh, I can cast darkness with my silence. Um, That's your bonus action, correct? That was a bonus action, yeah. Um, <clears throat> can I... No, oh, this is not super helpful, but can I cast... I want to make it dark between us and all the other people. Like, how mm. how much can I sh create a shield that I can't stop us being loud, but I could stop them seeing us if they look over? 
but it's uh, it depends only, what you're trying to do. It's only a 15-foot radius sphere, so I want to put a sphere somewhere. It's darkness. 15-foot radius darkness, as well. Yeah. Just, just to be clear, if you do that, there will suddenly be a sphere I of darkness. I don't want to put it around it, us. I want to put it between us and the majority of the people, but... Are there it other will, people it will look like there's <laughs> suddenly a massive sphere of darkness, so if what you're trying to do well, is be stealthy, that will probably it will be the opposite. The opposite. Okay, yeah. fine. But they won't see us. They won't know what they're looking at. Is my yeah. Look at They'll the party something. behind the black Look over curtain. and yes. be like, what's that Look black at the black thing, about? not the party behind um, it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh dear. Um, um, I, I mean, I think we just got to go for it. Do we have to find it? Can I? Can I see if there's a way round to go around the outside of it? This, this rippling air. Um. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So you can you can make it through these orbs you're not bound by this one pathway okay i'm gonna i'm gonna start making my way around the outside and like maybe back into the to the folks behind me um okay so you use your full movement to move around the side of the queue um slowly and stealthily um right so you do that um without any uh without any I'll use my action issue. to go just go a little bit further just so I can get further. So you get round to the edge of it. Um and it takes you your your thirty so using your action as well. So it's action you're dashing basically. Yeah, because stealth slows us, right? So we're only going half speed because it's stealth. So I'm using my movement and my okay. action so it's that I'm moving thirty feet. You can get all the way around it. Um roll me another uh perception check. Oh no okay uh 16. As you're moving around it, you see a shimmer in the air next to it. Another one. And just yeah. behind it, uh, and behind it to the left, is another one of these. And is, is there no way around that one? Oh, yeah, you can keep moving around keep, it, but keep, if you I'm hadn't seen it, it you would have gone yeah, straight. Okay, great, great, it. great, great. Okay, in that case, I will. Um... I will try and point it out to the people behind me and be like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, by pointing it out, I'm actually waving this rifle that I'm still holding, that I balanced this whole way with. <laughs> I've been hugging it, yeah, like a baby. Yeah. Um, just like hugging it to myself, and now I'm just like, pointing the point. You run out 30 <laughs> feet away from this cube. Um, infinity. Right. I see Tenebris do that. And where is Uriel? Is he uh, on the other the side of the cube? Did he come out? Or is did he, he make it out? Did he go in? Uh, roll, me a, roll me a d4. <laughs> uh, me? Yep. Yeah. Amazing. Yep. D4. A, f a one, of course. You are right the other side of it. Yes! And can I see it now that it's. Yeah, he's you gone can through see it. this sort of shimmering wall of gelatin. I will just sort of try and run around it, I think, because I don't think she'd necessarily know it was a thing. I think she'd just think it was a Following wall of gelatin. Tenebris? Yeah. Are you stealthing or not? I've still got past without a trace up, so yes. Okay. Um, you move at half speed, 30 feet, you're alongside 35 Tenebris, feet. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, Uriel. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... Looking, look around for the others. So Hackwheel's presumably still behind. Mm -hmm. um, look up. Can I see the other two? Uh, you can moving. see them through a, a kind of shifting wall of ooze. 
Right. Def like, Euro's going to try and... Uh, what's the... Not shimmy. What's it called? Um, <laughs> he, like, moves... <laughs> he's going to sashay away. <laughs> um, you know, we, you, we need to move laterally. Like... like Strafe! 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 <laughs> not shimmy. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Zero's now canonically going to shimmy dun, around, dun, dun, dun. try and see where the sh where the shimmering of the um the air stops. Shimmy and when it in. stops, move past it to try and rejoin the other two. Um, easy enough to do. Um, you can, and with your half movement, you reach them. Um, Sahakwil joins you behind them, and now the ooze, this blob, slowly. Uh, but it can't reach you it's about 15 feet away from you so now if you wish to keep going you could start to outstrip it go 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 quietly and with that dancing the cha-cha-cha the party you continue to move on um Leaving these oh. weird cube oh, I, I wanted to fight it so bad. <laughs> I really didn't. I'm so glad. Yeah, that, that would have gone very badly, I, I feel love like. A cube. <laughs> They're, so, They're the, so good. The end of the room is now in sight. You have reached the the far end of the room. You're to the left of where you need to head. You can see now to your right. Uh if, so you're on the left, you're looking right, you can see a group of orcs, um, black clad in combat assault gear, stood around um, the ladders leading up to your exit point. Oh and nearby where you're standing now, an access panel. And that is where we will leave it for tonight. <laughs> we'll leave the mouse trap just, just primed yeah. and ready to go, full of yeah. monsters. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be like um, in my head, it's going to be like cabin in the woods, you know, when they've released all of the. Yes. Oh, that is what it's like. Oh god. They're fairly grouped together as well. <laughs> you know, there's if there's one thing druids are good at, it's area of effect spells. <laughs> So I've got it. I've got one of my own as well, so we can. I'm sure we can Let's fuck them go. up if we want to. Right? Can we have some, some less creepy, less music? terrifying? Oh, music. Need, so creepy. More, more. Do you want some super upbeat stuff? Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Get Hold on. I've got something special for this. Sure. Oh, faintly, yeah. Hang on, I can do better. You just you just do what you're gonna do. Well, I'm just gonna carry on. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining us this evening. Um, as we as we continue uh, through the depths of Martin's Bane, trying to find who knows what with Uriel's ex, who knows who. Oh, the drama. This bitch. We are. <laughs> As you all know, if you're watching us on Twitch, I can heal too. on Mondays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you really, mm, yeah. Infinity, calm down. Infinity's never had jealousy before. It's very wow. exciting. Wow. <laughs> We're streaming every Mondays, seven o'clock UK time. But if that's not convenient for you, why not go to YouTube? Every day after we stream, we upload it to YouTube. We're also on all of the podcast platforms. All the podcasts. Thank you. If you're listening on a podcast, leave us a review because you know that helps. A it lot, really does. So Thanks. Be great. Please. 
and please make sure you are following us on your social media platform of choice whether that's tiktok twitter or instagram mostly those three we are all of them rp geeks dnd give us a follow um we have some exciting merch we will have more exciting merch coming soon very true that's rpgeeks.tmail.com t-e-m-i-l-l i'm so excited to get the like my t-shirt and hey hey why not come to new scientist live and see us play games in person oh that's right on sunday the 9th of October. It's the day the train strike isn't on, so it's really easy for you to get there. you got no uh, excuse. If you're in London, come on the 8th as well and see Simon do his talk, because... If you're in London train on the strike. 7th, you can't get back on the 8th, so just stay for the 9th anyway. Correct. Bates' address is... No! <laughs> <laughs> Bing! Bing! That's it for today. We will see you next week. Thank you all. You're wonderful. See yeah. you later. Bye! Bye. Bye. Cog be with you. <laughs> <laughs>